honestly, I look at Iowa kind of like I did uh, Kansas State, where, oh, you're cute. This is why I think Michigan is a fake fucking football team this year. Big Red Jones. What I think will happen is it's going to be a four to five point game. I hate Iowa. I hate Texas. Nebraska wins, bitch. <laughs> now watch, Smart Tour is going to burn one for 90. We beat the absolute shit out of you. Oh, shit. <laughs> I talked him into it. Look at that. Baited and switched. Let's go. Well, dude, we've done too many of these shows this year. Yeah, one could say it that way. (laughs) (laughs) I just mean as far as it just being one of those things where, cool, let's go over those questions because there's nothing else to talk about from this game. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of which, I think we jump right into the questions, and then we're going to get the meat and the potatoes of the real deal. Yeah. So... Punt return yards, 10 I and a half. got that one right, baby. They had 11. <laughs> cool, you got it by a half a yard. <laughs> hey, but that's the first time I've got this one right. <laughs> um, Let's see. Who will have more sacks, Nebraska or Purdue? Nebraska had two sacks. Purdue only had one. So Nailed you, it. You, you won that one as well. Uh, Purdue rushing yards, 99 and a half. They had 116, so obviously they went over. Uh, I had the over on that one. Uh, Did I have the over on that one? I don't even remember. No, you went with the under. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's because they were averaging like 78 a game, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. And they had only gone over 100 once previous to yeah. playing Nebraska. Um, of course. Yeah. Second Purdue second half points, 13 and a half. They scored 14. We both took the under on that one. Um. Yep. What was it? What did you set it at? 13 and a half. 13 and a half. Okay. Uh, Nebraska third down conversions, 40%. Bad thing is, is I didn't put a point whatever on there because it was exactly <laughs> 40%. So, <laughs> whatever. Four of ten. Let's yeah. get it done. Uh, David Bell receiving yards, 119 and a half. He only had, oh, quote unquote, only, only had 74, but he also yeah. caught like, 80,000 catches and he only had nine receptions man yeah. he had 14 targets and yeah nine catch- yeah i mean we we actually played him pretty well i thought that was one of the redeeming I did, things i in did that not game. I, but that's more of a total team thing than just david bell but sure whatever uh turnover margin i wonder which one this fell wow yeah do we well like I, mean, I posted with four minutes left in the game they had come into this game with a negative five turnover margin yeah, and they were only negative one with four minutes left in our in our little exhibition. Yep. Uh, Adrian completion percentage sixty four and a half. Do we really need to go over that? I don't one think either? we need to go over that at all because uh, it wasn't close. To didn't that. even get to fifty, did he? No, no. It's barely under fifty percent. So we did really bad. We did just like the team did. Yeah, we really, really we, bad. We, we did poorly. <laughs> God damn, man. Yes. This is going to be an interesting one that I think we're going to go ahead and jump right into your your fuck you notes and (laughs) and see how that kicks us off into the rest of our conversation. It'll be a very good, uh, hey, this is how this is going to go. Yeah. (laughs) 
Fuck you, notes from Jed. Fuck you, foot injuries. Taking away my favorite player on my favorite NFL team, Derrick Henry. Fuck, this sucks. Fuck you, Scott Frost. That's it. That's all I got. Fuck you, Scott Frost. Jesus. <laughs> so fucking bad. I, why, why, ex, uh, why expound on that? I mean, uh, this, yeah. I, I'm i going to let you expound on that now. Well, I mean, I will now. but I mean, I, I'm going to let you just go ahead and drive this bus for a little bit and see what you have to say. I mean, in the fuck you notes. Why expound on it? I, that's, I get it. I get it. I was running out of ink in my pen, and I just had to make it short and sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Man, we both... Uh, I think the interesting thing is that we got a lot of clarity after the press conference today, I felt like. In which way? In the direction that Scott Frost is currently headed and where the program is headed with him at the helm. Because he seemed more comfortable today on the podium than he has in the whole season, in my opinion. Even even the preseason press conferences, he didn't seem this comfortable. He seemed like a coach who came off a big win today. I, I agree he, he seemed comfortable, but it was kind of weird with how comfortable he was. And then he also said, I think we if we get a fifth a ne- next year, basically, because he was talking about uh, getting wins, and then he's like, you know, we should. There was some nuance in what he said today. I, I'm hopeful for you know. I'm I look. I'm not going to get the exact quote correct, but he's like, I I'm exci- I'm excited for the next couple of games, and then next year, hopefully, if we get that, it's like, yeah, hopefully, well, if we get that chance, yeah. So he had like, he'd also been talking. You, you about seem really comfortable in your position, but well, he, you're also saying you're hopeful to get it. Like, well, he had been asked a, a question about continuity and the coaching staff yeah. as it is. Um. I think that coupled with things like the comment about Ohio State having really good coaches, things like that, there, there was some nuance to what he had to say in the press conference today, and his comfortability level that made me feel like he's already been given the green light to spend the money he needs to spend on assistance and go after who he wants to go after, but he also knows he's safe. I think he feels like he's safe. Now. Yeah. Which we've talked about that i don't think we he don't needs think a green light on the for money to... on the assistant coaches he already has that well money. then why haven't we been spending it cuz when ha- you go no, back he and does look spend at... the money no, no 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 i'm not talking about him i'm no. talking about when you go back and look at just what we spend on our coaches what yeah. we spend on our coaching staff overall it's not like what the big boy programs have been spending but it is a shit ton of money for it's it's up there i mean granted we're not paying coordinate you know the offensive coordinator defense coordinator over a million dollars like a lot of schools are that's what but i mean they're, but they're up over eight hundred thousand and close to nine hundred thousand if not so it's you know our total spending on the assistant coaches is i believe it's over five million if you add it all together so we do spend money on the assistant coaches that's not the issue it's just whether or not we get good ones sure no i'm I'm with you. I just think that if we're gonna if we're gonna expect to compete like the big boys, we've got to spend like the big boys. Yeah. <clears throat> Offensive coordinators, defensive coordinators, they're important. And yes, we have a we have a head coach that we're paying to do both right now with the offensive coordinator and and that. But you can spread that money around and maybe hire some better guys at other spots. My my fear is with the whole concept of let's keep Scott Frost and get him to change some coaches. And which is also why a couple weeks ago when we did when we had this long conversation, I asked you if he switches coaches, um, how many years does that give him? And you said two. And I agree with that. But 
to get those quality coaches that you're talking about, how many of them are going to want to come into a situation where they've only got two years? Th- possibly, and they're not going to be told they only have two years. Of course not, because you don't go into a situation like this with necessarily a time frame because they're going to have confidence that they're going to be able to turn it around. And it's not just going to be two years. It's going to be longer than that. But realistically thinking with the tradition of just this job, and I'm not talking about at Nebraska, just having a big boy head coaching job and you switch coaches, if it doesn't work quickly, then everybody's gone again. So to try to be able to attract the type of guys that we're going to need here that's going I think that that might be a little difficult considering the situation that I'm not trying to say that he, Frost is on a hot seat because but cuz I think he is but at the same time he's clearly not on a too big of a hot seat if he's going to keep his job after possibly going 3 and 9 in year 4 most likely going 3 and 9 yeah that's why I, I would say yeah um but <clears throat> to I think you get two different kinds of coaches when you're looking at assistants coming in because you're going to get the guys that are assistants in the wings waiting for that head coaching job to open up. Mm-hmm. You're going to see those guys that are going to be very attracted to a job like this Absolutely. that maybe otherwise wouldn't be if if Frost was, you know, in a 12-year contract that was very very permanent. Um they're going to you know that might attract some of the bigger names out there because they're in the back of their mind they say, "Cool, if I come in and I turn the offense around like that or turn the defense even better than it has been like that and make a make a sta- statement as an assistant coach." They've got a job, an opportunity to take Frost's job, especially if the rest of the program continues to flounder. Yeah. So I think I think you're right in the aspect that you're talking about, but I also think that it does present an opportunity for some of those people out there, you know, the Ed Orgerons at USC of the world that were literally just waiting for him to get fired. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to be impossible. I'm just saying that that's an aspect that we that doesn't get talked about a lot that that sure. could that could create some issues. Yeah, with br- with bringing in the the top guys. But that I you're also think about. that's the same type of issue that a lot of people are talking about. Well, we can't fire Frost because we won't be able to attract any top talent here, and we go back and forth on it because it's still a you know top eight program in the country when it comes to finances, when it comes to fan yeah. base, things like that. Um, it's it's a desired destination to yeah. play. We have been on national television almost every game of this. Terrible three win season. Well, technically, every game is on national television because well, the BTN come on. network. Okay, whatever. Just blah blah. Saying. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. BTN's it just... not national, motherfucker. Oh, it, they... I'm talking about ESPN one, ESPN yeah, two, Fox, yeah. ABC, those channels that everybody and their mom well, gets. Without goes a back to what package. I've said before. Nebraska is still a relevant program. Oh, absolutely. Right now, they're still relevant. <clears throat> Granted, most of the conversation that keeps us in the relevancy is not a positive one. But that's also justified. Yeah. I mean, the, the other thing, too, that keeps us relevant is how bad we've been yeah. and how much some of the media does love to shit on blue blood, blue blood programs that have fallen off so poorly. Well, and, you know, you get all of the, whether it's podcasts, whether it's national ones or local ones like us, or national media, uh, print media, internet media, whatever, uh they write stories about Nebraska, positive or negative. You can just True. you can say whether or not they are against us or that bullshit. But um, they they write about us because of the fan base, and we want to read everything about us. As, as much as up. we soak it all, as up. much as so many, there's like a laundry list of what the traditional Husker fan hates. Like these thousand reporters uh, constantly. Guess what? Guess what? All those guys do. They go and read every one of their shit. 
because they want to read it to react to him and tell them how stupid they are. Yeah. Well, if you don't like it, then don't fucking read it anymore. But they will. And those reporters know that they will, so they're going to continue to get the clicks from Nebraska fans by bringing up Nebraska for any reason whatsoever, positive or negative. Well, it's kind of funny. This <laughs> this season so far, you've even seen it in local newspapers, the clickbait headlines that have been out there that don't don't in anywhere near describe what the content of the of yeah. the actual article is. It's hilarious to me because we have been so bad that they're throwing stuff out there, and it's like, why the hell is this? even say this, I have to click on it to read to find out what it is. Well, and how many times over the last couple of weeks with all these losses, uh, we still get, you still see the things up on Twitter or whatever else. Nebraska in the in the FPI of ESPN or whatever it is, they're like ranked 20, we're still 24th. 21st. It's like, yeah. Well, that, but the today thing is, we're 24th. And then it gets shared all over the place. Like, oh, yeah. people still like us. It's like, no, we fucking suck. Well, that's how, that's how bad we're mismanaging games right now is that we are, so I actually went and did a Opposite of what I normally do for these shows, I did a boatload of fucking research uh, over the weekend and and throughout um, this last week. Actually, just putting some stuff together. Even some of this came from before the Purdue game, and I just updated a little bit because I wanted to be able to kind of do a just past halfway mid season kind of look at things. Especially now that we're knowing almost one hundred percent we're not going to a bowl game. Um, <clears throat> There's still a chance, man. There's still a chance. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's not uh, not looking so hot. Um, so you're telling me there's a chance. But no, I mean, I think it's interesting when I, I like, I actually figured out exactly, like, how do they come up with the FPI? That that FPI, or um, the uh, SP Plus is what they're calling it yeah, on ESPN that's Bill now. Con- that's Bill Connolly. It's, it's essentially, it's an averaging of all statistics, including your opponent's statistics, mm-hmm. um, and then putting you on, a, ev- putting everyone on a level playing field. And then setting your spread. That's essentially what it is. And so what they're saying essentially is Nebraska in that FBI rank or the uh, SP Plus Plus. ranking, where we are is 13.4 points better than the average college football team. That's what our statistics say we are. Mm -hmm. Not what our win-loss record is because that's not factored whatsoever. It's literally just stats against opponents. That's what it is. And... You you look at it and it's basically there's there's a boatload of the top basically, essentially like eighteen through thirty five to forty ish is going to be in that thirteen points range, and only up when you get to like Ohio State has the top rating, only up when you get to um, you know the top four or five are you really seeing separation between any of the main yeah. pack. So it's it's one of those things we could be. Very, very easily slip back down into the 50s, 60s, 70s range with, you know, one or two more bad games. But, it, it, I mean, and I don't hate on the SP+, Plus, but, you know, as far as saying we're 13 points or whatever better than an average team, that also kind of rings to me a lot of what, what I kind of ranted on in the last show about the post-game win expectancy thing. And, and I just oh, yeah. can't, I can't stand that. It's just like, yeah, but you ended up losing the game because you've, pissed it down your leg and you don't know what the fuck to do in the second half and after the game you come out and say well we didn't have the ball much in the third quarter so we couldn't do anything even though you had the exact same number of plays as you did in the first quarter and you scored a touchdown on that one fucking drive that you had (laughs) and you had the ball four goddamn times in the third quarter don't tell me you didn't have the ball much in the third quarter it's fact when you had it four times you had the ball once in the first quarter 12 plays 80 something yards touchdown you get the ball 
four times in the third quarter, 12 plays, 24 yards. Total. How many turnovers? Uh, t- one, because they punted the one, other three times. There was, then there were three turnovers in the fourth, right? Uh, no, because there was a turnover in the first half. Oh, that's right. But, that's right. That's right. You know, but when you say, like I said, the postgame wins expectancy. Did, cool. You played really well in the first half. Cool. You had 30. You had, okay, so Nebraska had 58 plays in this game. 30 of them, so over half, were f- on first down. You get 30 first down plays. You know, it's on, crazy. They averaged on the first down plays uh, like over nine yards a play. Well, that's that's actually an interesting stat that I thought was, uh, as I was, I was pulling together a bunch of these stats for this, that's one of them that I think is very interesting for us. We actually are number 14 in the country for most first downs, total first downs mm-hmm. on the season, 14th. No, excuse me. That's average first downs per game. Yeah, I, I, average first I downs knew per you, game. I, it's if you look at our offensive stats individually, <clears throat> we have, we should have a pretty good offense. You look at total offense, we're 16th. Passing offense, we're 34th. Rushing, we're 26th. Um, and that's total offense was yards per game. Um, on the average points per game, when you're looking at that, oh, and on on third down converted per attempt. We're 13th. But you look at our average points per game, we're 56th. So yeah. you have all these stats that make you sound like a top 25 offense yeah, but th- then very easily. And then, and then you pull the defensive stats. Pull and up you red say, zone efficiency. Oh, that's no, why. no, it's, it's crazy. That, that's why. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And you look at, you look at I, even, I even did the comparison of Adrian Martinez, red zone and then goal to go situation. Goal to go inside the 10, he's four for five throwing the ball in the season with three touchdowns. Inside the 10, that's solid as fuck. 11 rushing attempts for six more touchdowns. But you back it up a simple 10 yards, just counting red zone. Eight for 18, 44% completion rate. Mm-hmm. 62 total yards. Okay? That's 18 times he's thrown the ball inside the 20 for only a total of 62 yards, but six total touchdowns. And I told you about three of those coming inside the 10. It, there's there's an odd there's an odd correlation between high pressure situations and Adrian Martinez fucking up bad. Well, I, and again, it's not an odd correlation. I, I'm I not I'm not here to absolve Adrian Martinez, but it's also not Adrian Martinez. Yes, it is totally fucking up. It. It's the whole team. His fucking interceptions, up. with now, the exception I of one, it. were his this week. I know, but the entire team fucked up. I I it, agree. I, again, I'm I not agree. absolving. I'm not. I just don't. I just don't want to. It, it just be Adrian Martinez did this, and Adrian Martinez is fucking up this because he is. He had a terrible game again for the second game in a row, but the whole team played like shit. Yeah, they, they no, couldn't. I agree. You know when when you come out and you in the first half you are. Let me see where I have this written down at. Um, first half you average six yards a. Rush by all your players. Um, granted, only three guys ran the ball. Cause yeah. God forbid we put anybody else in. And our running backs was averaging eight yards a carry. And then you go into the second half, and the first play of the second half is a nine-yard run. That's the nine yards that they had in the third quarter. They ran the ball nine times for nine yards in the third quarter. 
They completely went away from it. In the fourth quarter, they had one rush. That was Adrian Martinez. That's it. You are running the ball very efficiently. I understand Purdue probably made some adjustments in the third quarter because they did. But you're running the ball with the efficiency of six yards of play or eight yards of play. And you and you're by the way, you're winning at halftime. And even through the first quarter, you're only down one score. You're down five fucking points. Four points, I'm sorry. And you don't run the ball anymore. You just completely go away from it. Like you just don't even care. Again, Adrian Martinez had a bad game. Well, I'm, I'm, you're confusing the crap out of me right now because we ran the ball a shit ton in the third quarter and didn't do anything. We ran it nine times. Yeah, out of 12 plays. But we only, 12 total plays. No, I know. But I guess I'm not trying to say the amount of times. But Yeah, that's not going away but from we, it in my book. Okay. I guess you're right. I, I've, I phrased that wrong. What I'm talking about is the efficiency in which I don't know where that's coming from. I'm talking about in the efficiency in what we were doing. So the, so the offensive line was not doing their job like they were in the first half. 100%. Not, that, not that they were doing a great job. The running backs weren't getting the yards that they needed to get. So, again, Martinez played terrible. He fucked up a lot. But so did a lot of other guys. Because what we were doing in the first half clearly wasn't working in the second half for multiple reasons. And I refuse to believe it's just because Purdue made some adjustments. And that completely turned off everything for Nebraska as if they couldn't do anything else for the entire rest of the game. That just doesn't make any sense to me. I agree with you. I agree with you completely. And <clears throat> the thing about, and I think, I think where, where I'm with you on going away from it, when we got into the fourth quarter, we ran the ball one more play. That's yeah. it. There yeah. was one running play, and that was on the touchdown drive. Yeah. That was it. Outside of that, it was and all even that touchdown stuff. drive was a garbage drive anyway that Purdue wasn't really trying on. So yeah, who cares? But I mean, these are the possessions in fourth quarter here. You have Adrian pass, Adrian pass, Adrian pass. One completion right. out of those three punt. You have interception on one pass on the next possession. Interception after three passes. Well, excuse me. One Adrian Martinez run pass pass intercepted, and then you have the touchdown drive in garbage time where they were basically just saying, cool, we'll, we're going to let you run the clock out on yourself. Yeah. That's fine. I don't understand. I don't understand why. This, this, is, this is one big thing for me that I think really points to the psyche of Adrian Martinez and where he is, his, his sh- shortcomings really fall on us when it comes to in-game-time, big-pressure situations. He's not our guy. He, when you're, when you're just looking at his quarter-by-quarter stuff, and you look at when we're down, uh, when it's a one-possession game, he's throwing for like 44% in the second half. It's when the majority of his sacks and his interceptions have come from. But he's also not running the ball hardly at all. He's not scrambling. He's trying to sit in there and make that pass, try and force balls into places, and he's getting a lot of incompletions. You see the ball speed speed up a little bit on him. Those balls are hitting the receivers harder, which is causing more drops. You saw that in the Purdue game. Mm-hmm. You saw everything happen. He started to force things. And it looked like, not to bring it up again, but a lot of what we're seeing from Patrick Mahomes this year where I'm frustrated, we're losing, I'm making big, big, big mental errors like underhanded throwing a ball 
to somebody with two re- two defenders in front of him, ten yards down the field. Carson, Carson Wentz did that yesterday too. I I totally get it. Guess who else lost the fucking game? Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, he then drove also drove down to yeah. tie the game up. So you know, I get but, it. But <laughs> they're they're also professional athletes. Yes, yes, yes. I'm I will give them far more car blanche and room to hang themselves when it comes to stuff yeah, like no. that because they're probably going to make those plays a little more frequently. Yes. You're not Patrick Mahomes. No. Don't try that shit. That that when he did that, I was like, dude, you got to bench his ass now because mm-hmm. that came right after him making. And that was the that was the interception that Frost today was like. That yeah. kind of might have kind of been my fault. I was a little hard on him. If that was hard on him, what the fuck was Bo Pelini doing? Was he taking him to like in tournament camps or something? Because well, that was that that was hard on Adrian to get a, a stern talking to about the fact that you had a low effort play that cost us uh, a punt instead of a first down. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, dude. If you're that big of a pussy that you can't take a stern talking to, that you then need to come back into the game with the weight of the world on your shoulders to the point that you have mental breakdowns like a fucking fourth grader on a soccer field playing football, get the fuck out of here, dude. The the comment from Scott Frost, I I understand that he was probably trying to defend his player. It made it worse. I know. It made it way worse. I know. And he definitely didn't think that way because I think Frost thinks thinks of Adrian as some sort of a son figure or whatever. I don't care. He's not the answer for us. He needs to be gone after this season, and it's not because of it's not because of what I originally thought when we have talked about this before a few sh- a few shows ago about he needs an opportunity to go try and get in the NFL. It's very clear he just can't make big time decisions. Well, it's just not working here, and it's no. not and it's not malicious. At least May- on my end, it's, dude, I mean, it's not malicious. It's just y- you just we both need to separate, like Nebraska and Adrian Martinez. We just need a separation. Yeah. Like, sorry, good luck to you. No, you're not feelings. a bad person. You're a great person. Because pre- I don't I, think you're a very good leader. Well, and that's one thing. As far as being a like, I know this is kind of irrelevant. And again, I don't know the kid, but I w- I will forever at least give Adrian Martinez all the kudos in the world for how he's handled these four years uh, for multiple reasons. Because he still stands up there in front of the media every yep. single day and answers every single question, and. He, you know, I watch every single one of these, not just listen to him. And, you know, he's not like he might be frustrated and like make a bunch of faces and make a bunch of comments behind closed doors. But, man, when that camera's on, he is professional as hell and he answers every damn question and he doesn't hide from a damn thing. He's always coming up to Omaha to do a bunch of kids things. You know, he doesn't shy away from that stuff. And so I will give him credit for that. But, yeah, on the field. Sorry. I think he does all the off the field stuff. You, you just, just right. you just got. We just need a break. And uh, the other sorry. thing too, when you watch him on the sideline, when when you're showing him fail and then go back to the sideline, I'm not seeing passion. I'm not seeing anger. I'm not seeing hype from any time when the offense does something really awesome and goes back and seeing him really push as a leader. I'm not seeing that. I'm seeing not- a lead by example from. I'm doing all these things right. But I'm not seeing an emotional leader, which is something I think you need, especially under a super emotional coach like Scott Frost. I, I can't I'm not disagreeing with you, but I also don't necessarily in a general sense like uh, trying to judge how somebody and this isn't just Adrian. This is everybody how somebody is on the sideline just by a couple of snapshots that they show on TV. I it's, get that. It's a lot like when uh, a lot of the criticism with Mike Riley was that nobody ever stands around him and talks to him while, while every time they show him on TV. It's like, yeah, the, well, the couple of times that they show him, he's standing out of the side doing his own thing because he's letting his other coaches do the job. 
So just because he's not standing by everybody doesn't Isn't it mean, ironic that we that we now want that? Yeah, I know. <laughs> but but I'm just, you know, I just don't like it's kind of like uh, you know, looking at just a snapshot picture of something and you know, yeah. if somebody he's sleeping on the job, it's like, well, maybe he blinked literally when you took that picture. Like I just I just don't like making sweeping judgments on just a couple of shots from the sideline. But I but I but the thing is, to be fair though, if he was like say not necessarily getting in someone's face in a negative way, but just trying to hype somebody up or whatever else, the cameras would be definitely showing that as well. So obviously that that isn't available for them to show because if he was getting in someone's face, they would have showed it. Yeah. Because that would have been controversy and all that other stuff. So to be fair on both sides, yes, I understand that they would have showed it if they if that would have been an opportunity. So maybe there it just isn't an opportunity and he's not actually doing that. But what well, it made me it made me cringe when But Frost like Sue never got him. into people's face and he was a leader. So That's not true. He definitely well, got into no, people's okay, face. Okay, I'm talking I'm talking huddle. I'm talking about on the sideline if like granted not a lot, whole lot of things went wrong with but he wasn't he what I'm saying is he wasn't like that rah rah leader. I guess he wasn't a rah rah leader, but he was fiery. But that's what I'm talking about. He was an angry dude on the sidelines if things weren't going. I'm well. just saying people lead in different ways. So I get that. That's, I, I totally get that. That's what I. Meant. I also don't think Sue's a great leader. Sue's not a well, good person. That's that's another con- that's another there. conversation there too. Uh, I was just I guess I was just trying to bring up a great yeah. player recently and. No, I get it. I it, it's hard for me because I, I I just very simply I think I said it earlier in the season I kind of pulled back on it because. He was playing really, really well for like three or four yes. games. And I thought, wow, I really put my foot in my mouth by saying, I don't think he has it between the ears to run this offense. I don't think he makes the right decisions. And I kind of have now reverted back to that because mm-hmm. I've now seen two games in a row where he's regressing. And it's, you know, when when you look at his stats first year to now, he's actually dipped now back down a yeah. little bit lower than what first year was. Yeah, It's sad. Directly correlates with what we have in our offense. 2018, we averaged points per game, 30. 19, 28. 20, 23.4. And it feels like a big jump to go back up to 29.9 this year. But you're really just back to where you started. Mm-hmm. And supposedly, you know, he said it in the press conference today, supposedly we have a bunch more talent on this team now than we had then. Well, coming into this season, they kept saying that this is the most talented team that they've had since they've been here. Yeah. No, and I and he backed that up again by saying that today, saying, "Oh, this so is why are they on the field?" Had. He was directly asked. Well, I, I, he was directly asked about that, mm-hmm. and I think that I will agree. Some of what is happening this season, some of the mental errors and things that we've seen that have actually started to get cleaned up a little bit over the last three or four games. It's funny we now have different problems than what we had at the beginning. Beginning of the season, it was all. These fucking penalties are killing us. There was a penalty happening every time there was momentum. And now it's just something. Now it's turnovers. Now it's somebody else picking up and fucking things up for us to just keep us losers. Like, like, I've, like I've said before, losers are losers. They're born to lose. They will, they will find a way to lose because they're uncomfortable winning. Mm-hmm. That's something that can be overcome, but you have to teach. You know, he, Frost even said it in his press conference today. He, he, said, he said it's a habit. We have to break a bad habit. It takes work to do that, obviously. But looking at our stats from year one to to now, it, it's so confusing to me. And I think looking at just breaking down where we are on the season, year to date, numbers on the season, offense and defense, I don't think the defense is as good as we think it is. I've been saying I think that for been, two weeks now. You've been correct because Ben don't break. That's a philosophy of 
the Patriots defense, that's fine. Um, this isn't the NFL. No. Stats and yards matter because time of possession matters a fuck ton more in college football than it does in the NFL. As cool as it is to see the tackles list and see three of our linebackers have double-digit tackles. Just Where look the at, just fuck look at are things. the rest of them? Well, not, I'm not saying that. Why are they having that many opportunities with That's passes I mean. across the middle to make tackles? Like, cover somebody and break cover, up some yeah. fucking uh, passes. Average yards that we're giving up right now, we rank 47th in the country. We're 48th in passing and 48th in rushing. So at least we're balanced. Well, and <laughs> Purdue was dinking and dunking us like crazy. They they only pass per uh, attempt was like five yards an attempt. Yeah, but that's what works on this defense. I, I know. We play over on everything, and that's also, though, why we have held scoring down. We hold, we hold in the red zone, we've held really, really well this year to a lot of field goals mm-hmm. and several turnover on downs because people are goal line or you know, within the five. You know, points per game, we rank 24th, and that's what everybody's focusing on right now. Yep. Oh, total defense. We're top 25 total defense. Yeah. yeah. Not when you look at everything else and the fact that our offense requires our guys to be on the field to have multiple opportunities, and you're letting every team slowly and methodically drive the length of the field. Yeah, cool. You held them to a field goal, but when we get one possession in a quarter, yeah, that doesn't work very well for our offense. No. That doesn't work very well for this offense, which – to me, also does speak to a little bit of the adjustment that Frost has had to make his, to his offense to actually still get this scoring total back up to 30 points per game, basically. And we're seeing a lot less opportunity. By the way, apparently uh, getting four possessions in one quarter is really problematic for us, too. <laughs> <laughs> but those things are crazy to me, man. And, and I will say this. I, I went and looked up eligibility. And people who can come back, people who can't come mm-hmm. back. We're only going to lose two people to graduation on the offensive side of the ball. Everybody else is young as shit because there's only nine juniors over there. On the defensive side of the ball, we got five seniors. They're big names. Deontay Williams, Ben Stilley, Will Honus, Jojo Doman, and Marquis, Mark Eldesmuk. But we're going to be losing more than that. Yeah, no, we're definitely going to lose more than that. And I think some of them will probably transfer. Some of them will probably get shots to go. Oh, yeah. And it might be dumb, might be dumb of them to leave and and be exposed the way that they're probably going to, based on the Depen- fact that I depends think depends on who it is. Well, yeah, so, some of them are going to make it, but or at yeah. least or at least make it to have a shot. I and, think they'll get shots. I think yeah. there's a lot of people that could get shots. Yeah, but <clears throat> I don't think it's time to give up on Frost. I know you do. We yeah, have I we do. have opposing opinions here. I've been talking quite a bit. I'm going to let you let you give no, me some good. more reasons why no, Frost. I, is I've been chiming bad. in like. I, and honestly, the only other, well, I can get into that real quickly. I did, I did want to say, so I, I brought up the, uh, we had 30 first down plays, averaging nine, a little over nine yards per play on first down. You want to take a guess at how many yards we needed to go on third down on average? So we had, like I said, we had 30 first down plays. We had 10 third down plays. Yards, I felt like we were on schedule pretty much the whole game. You're, if you're averaging over nine yards a play on first down, when you get to third down, you should be in pretty good shape. We yeah. a, we averaged 7.9 yards to go on third down. Yeah, but how many third downs do we actually have Ten. in the game? Ten. Okay. Yeah. But still, it's like, what What the fuck are you doing? I mean, hell, going back to that first drive in the second well, half. Well, penalties. Well, either penalties or negative plays, because that's what happened in that first drive, where yeah. the first play was a nine-yard run, and then, you know, we run that little... 
kind of gadget play where we pretend that we're looking to the sideline, catch the Purdue defense off guard. We snap the ball. The Purdue defense isn't ready, and we get a goddamn sack out of it. Yeah. Like, what, what's, what are we doing? Run the goddamn ball. I'm not run the ball guy. But again, I told you what the numbers were in the first half. That's the second play of the second half. You were effectively running the ball. Yeah. Why punch yourself in the dick if you don't have to? <laughs> and I don't know necessarily well, know if, that if there's ever back, a situation where you have to. But if we're coming back just, to this game, though, I want to ask this too. Why did we? Why did everybody tell us, oh, Adrian's healthy, Adrian's healthy? And, and then we get out here and we still only have one fucking... One fucking run of six yards is as long on the day, mm-hmm. and he averaged 1.8 yards a Well, carry. remember, it wasn't that Adrian was healthy. It's his, He's as close, close to, to 100%, 100% as, as possible. <laughs> God damn. No, the, really the only other thing that I had was speaking more about the, uh, the post-game press conference, not necessarily today's press conference. I... And I'm going to do a little project that I'm not going to tell you about. I'll show you about it when I'm when I get done with it. It might take me a little while because I'm old and not good with computers. But um, <laughs> I'm I I just I cringe every time I hear the word close. Um, and yeah, I, it's too much. It's too much at this point. He did acknowledge that though today. He said at no, this he point s- he said it for a couple of weeks. He's like, I'm tired of telling everybody this. It's like, then yeah, stop he's, fucking he's, saying he's, it. He did say he said, I I feel like I keep saying the same things, but it comes back to again. I know that you and I have argued about this before. I I don't put as much of this on the coaching and the coaching staff as you do. A lot yeah. of this has to do with the players. Simply like, I'm sorry, but the Adrian Martinez turnovers this week. Were atrocious. They were bad. They the were one, yeah, bad. obviously it went, it bounced off Austin yeah. Allen, like whatever. Yeah. That's that's an accidental turnover. Yes, you can live with that. You can come back from that. Mm-hmm. You can't come back from flailing and. Uh, no, yeah, it was those terrible. turnovers were so bad. Yes, and it it seemed like the first one just snowball effect destroyed his confidence for the rest of the game. And I don't feel like it's going to get better for the rest of the season. I'm terrified to see what's going to happen against Ohio oh, State. Oh my god, it's going to be. Really I, Somehow I just, we we only came out as a fourteen point dog in that. I have 16. no idea how. Well, it's, it six, opened at thirteen and a half. Yeah. So that's how far it's moved already. Is everybody's piling on Ohio State that is driving the line up? I saw Ohio that it opened at like fifteen, but it also depends on where you're looking. So whatever. Yeah. Um, but it's not just bringing up the word close I, that I cannot stand. It's we just got to get a little bit better, a little bit better. Uh, do the do a. The little things a little bit better. Jojo Doman said we got to do the little things a little bit better. No, 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 no. You have to do a lot of things a lot better. And it's not just the little. It, to me, hell, I would almost say maybe you're focusing too much on the little things. And you actually have to do the big things. Yeah, like fundamentals. Yeah. Like not throwing blind duck passes but, in the middle of the but fucking again, field. But again, it's, it's block somebody in front of you. When the, when the guy across from you is not ready... Go hit him when the ball is snapped. Don't just sit there and wait for him to bull rush you over. Yeah. And then sack your quarterback. Get open. Catch a ball. Reach your arms out, Samari Torre. Like, yeah, where, where is he gone? He's, he's acting like he gave up on the season You know, already. I mean, there, it, it goes everywhere. Like, tackle somebody. Don't, let, don't get somebody free and get an extra four or five yards. It's get to the quarterback for crying out loud on de- with Nebraska's defense. Don't just get close. Again, the word close. You don't 
have to do the little things better. You have to do the big things better. Stop focusing on the little things and do the big things like fundamentals. Fundamentals is not a little thing. That's a big thing. It's huge. And it's they're enormous. not they're not even doing the fundamentals. No. Nope. And you can see that in every phase of the game. I oh god, I just And then and then Frost saying uh we have good players, not great players talent-wise. Oh, he's he's pulling Bielema right right Bielema just did that last week. I know, but Bielema's in game 7 or 8. Yeah. Scott Frost said that in public in after game 9 of year 4. Yeah. Well, Who, he said who's, it again who's today. Fa- whose fault He's, is that? He 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 basically alluded that to that again today when he he was talking about being asked about the comparison of Ohio State. He's like, "What do you, what do you think the the talent level discrepancy is between Ohio State and Nebraska now as opposed to when it was in year one. Mm-hmm. And he said, he kind of danced around the question because he said, well, we have a lot better players this year than we did in year one. And he went off on a tangent on that. He didn't want to address the actual question because Ohio State has gotten better talent-wise, I think, since Ryan Day took over. I think they're even better now than they were when Urban was there. Their coaching is kind of hard better. to say when you're better when you're already in the top five of talent yeah. every year. Anyway. I, and but I totally like, get that. The, the level of hire is like... Eh. 100%. <laughs> I mean, But it's also a thing for me that we have recruited well. The thing is, you haven't gotten a lot of those good recruits to stay here. Yeah. So we've lost a lot of those yeah. people. And you're, you're doing a great job getting them in the door. Up until this year's draft class, or draft class, this year's recruiting class, yeah. rankings-wise, we've been in the top 25. We've been in the top 20 for... Mm-hmm. Two of the, th- the three. Yep. Um, it doesn't, it, it makes sense to me that we're not going after certain things the way that we have been in those previous classes because you've made it very clear transfer portal is is there. I think I think that some of some of that transfer talk and all that stuff ha- has really come from the, po- the point that he knows that he's probably one or two and done if something doesn't make a difference. Yes. And so he's got to go get some upperclassmen. He, I think he needs to go in the transfer portal, portal and find a quarterback. He, um, he, he will. There's a kid from LSU that just jumped in there today. Maybe go call him. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, and not, I'm not trying to say go after this guy, but I'm guessing that there's a quarterback that started the season for Oklahoma that will probably oh, yeah. be in the portal soon. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if we need any more of those I'm not, again, I'm fall not saying down after- once a Heisman contender <laughs> Guys, though, I'm not saying going after him. I'm just talking about name value and because we want to talk about a guy be... who makes bad decisions with the football. Yes, that's just we don't need to rinse and repeat. Let's yes. find somebody else. Yeah, I completely agree. the the other The other comment that just drew my ire that I just it, and it kind of is the whole little bit better, little things close. JoJo said it's a game of inches, and w- and we have lost by a few. No, not a few of inches. You've I, lost by a lot of inches. I mean, I I get that he's trying to say, yeah, we've. I lost I understand a lot what of he's trying games. to say, but it's like Jesus. But are you fucking kidding me? Under Frost, we're five and eighteen in twenty three total games. Twenty three total one score games. Yeah, five and eighteen. Just get to five hundred, and that's still bad. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. That is terrible execution of the fundamentals down the stretch of the game. And by the way, the number of game one score games in that time frame is by far and away the most in the It's country. ridiculous. Like it's not close as far as one score games. Now you know you're what? using the word close? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Trust me. I, I like get the shivers every and time. And we've I talked say a couple it. different times about OT under frost. It's actually only been three. 
No, I, the no, fact, I, the fact that we've only, only every time no, I've no, brought no, no, up OT, I know. Okay. I'm saying I'm it's saying not I actually found them okay. today. Yeah, yeah. It was three. Yeah. The thing that's crazy to me is you've been in 23 one score games decided by one score, and you've only been in OT three times, mm-hmm. and we've lost all three of them. Get figured the fuck out. Fundamentals on coaching. Fundamentals from the players. And nail it down. Well, and the other thing just is finish a game. As far as close games, uh, you know, I. I don't. I know what the scoreboard is going to say, and whatever you can say what you want. But the Minnesota game was not a one-score game because we scored a garbage touchdown yeah. to make it a. And I don't consider this Purdue game Purdue, a one-score game. Not a one-score game, score game. It was the same it, as Minnesota. It was book. a dumb touchdown at the end that they that Purdue didn't give a shit about because they knew it was irrelevant. That they just wanted to win the game. So you know how many of those, and I haven't gone back to look at it in that aspect, but how many of those one-score games were actually. I mean, well, I guess they were actually one-score games, but were they one-score games in the way that we're talking about the Purdue and Minnesota game? Did they weren't we, did just we a garbage just, touchdown. Did we just score no late to make yeah. it a one-score game? Because, so, uh, obviously, are these games actually as close as the score is saying? Because the Minnesota-Purdue I mean, game were not. Look, you, you, can, you can look at the last two games and say, no, they weren't, this, they weren't a one-score game. You can look at Michigan, though. That was a great, mm-hmm. real one-score game. Yes. You can you can legitimately say that. You can say the Even same thing Michigan about Oklahoma. State, the Michigan State. Michigan State. Yeah. yeah. No, there are there in there. I'm just saying how many Those of the are other the ones? demoralizing losses though yes. that I think have just it's again, we talked to the mental psyche of this team. They're losers. Unfortunately, right now Nebraska football is a loser. And until they break this habit, we're going to be fucking losers. That's a wrap. Be sure to like our page and join the Big Red Junkies Nation group on Facebook. You can now find us on all the major podcast networks, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Amazon. Thanks for listening, and go Big Red!